Good morning, Oregon. It's Wednesday, April 27th. This is Andrew Thien with a news briefing from New Oregonian and Oregon Life. Portland's nascent effort to send mental health workers to most low-level crisis calls instead of police officers received high reviews from people it served in the first 14 months of the program. That's according to a report released Tuesday. Portland Street Response Team responded to more than 900 calls so far. Most people received help on-site, and many were connected to a follow-up for further support. Nine formerly unhoused people received help finding an apartment. No one was injured during the 900 plus calls, and no one was arrested. The street team was championed by Commissioner Joanne Hardesty, and it's modeled after a program that's been operational for years in Eugene. The program went citywide on March 28th, but started first in Lentz, then expanded to East Portland in November. The program led to a 4% overall reduction in total emergency calls typically relayed to police and a 27% reduction in so-called welfare checks or unwanted person calls that police typically are called to. In one-third of cases, street team members couldn't find the person who they'd been summoned to check on. In 17% of calls, those people refused help. For the first time in its 121-year history, the University of Portland is turning to a person who is not a religious leader to serve as the school's president. The private religious school announced Tuesday that Dr. Robert Kelly was its new president up on the bluff in North Portland. Kelly is also the first black person to lead the University of Portland, according to a news release. Kelly recently worked as a vice president and professor at Loyola University in Baltimore, Maryland. He succeeds Reverend Mark Poorman, who worked for a decade as president at UP. Poorman is returning to teach and research and his pastoral duties at the University of Notre Dame in Indiana. Kelly is the 21st president in UP's history. All 20 previous leaders were Holy Cross priests. The school's board announced last fall that it wanted an open national search with the goal of finding a diverse candidate. It also signaled that it was open to hiring a layperson. Oregon's senior senator has tested positive for COVID-19. Senator Ron Wyden, a Democrat, has tested positive for the virus and is experiencing mild symptoms, according to a statement from his office on Tuesday morning. The 72-year-old Wyden is fully vaccinated. He was in Portland last week, along with Oregon's full congressional delegation, Governor Kate Brown and Mayor Ted Wheeler, to welcome President Joe Biden. That was Biden's first trip to Portland since taking office last year. The president touted his infrastructure package and met with Democratic donors for a private fundraiser. Wyden and the others met in an airport hangar and were unmasked. Wyden's office couldn't be immediately reached for comment on Tuesday. It's unclear whether Wyden was tested before the gathering or was experiencing any symptoms on Thursday when the president was in town. Wyden is quarantining while working in his Washington, D.C. residence, according to his office. Vice President Kamala Harris also announced Tuesday that she tested positive for the virus. Former Oregon Ducks offensive lineman Doug Brenner recalled in vivid detail three days of football strength and conditioning workouts that he says, quote, completely altered the course of his life, robbed him of a possible NFL career, and caused long-term damage to his kidneys as a result of rhabdomyolysis. Brenner, 
graduated from Jesuit High School in Portland before going to U of O. He's seeking $125.5 million in damages for a suit against the U of O, former football coach Willie Taggart, and his former strength and conditioning coach. Brenner accused the program of negligence. During his testimony, Brenner grew emotional at times as he revisited the workouts at the center of the case which lawyers for U of O, Taggart, and the strength coach have stated were, quote, excessive. Brenner and two teammates were ultimately hospitalized in 2017 as a result of the workouts. Multiple former teammates of Brenner, including 2014 Heisman Trophy winner Marcus Mariota, Tyrell Crosby, Henry Mondew, and former Oregon offensive line coach Steve Greatwood, testified last week that they believe Brenner had the skills, talent, and traits to earn an opportunity to play in the NFL. A medical expert testified early in the trial that Brenner lost roughly 40% of his kidney function as a result of the workout, and another medical expert testified that Brenner's lifespan was likely reduced by 10 to 15 years. On Tuesday, lawyers for Taggart and the University of Oregon cross-examined Brenner for 85 minutes, where they argued he wasn't NFL talent and his ultimate injuries weren't that severe from the workout. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.